Once upon a time, there was a podcast. Some might say it was the coolest podcast of all time. They called it the Writer's Block. Walking across a packed parking lot, Jerry looked at the line of patrons waiting to get into the arena. Beside him, on his right, was his young nephew, Phil. And on his left was his son, uh, Freddy. As they were waiting in line, Phil continued to blabber on with excitement. He was talking wildly, flinging his hands around, talking about how excited he was to be involved in this new sport. Nobody had ever heard of this sport, which I'm failing to remember the name of it at the moment, but... Basketball? <laughs> definitely not <laughs> basketball. Um, they called it Galactica for short, only because I couldn't think of anything better at the moment. And ahead of them was a long line of people, and they were all dressed similarly. Everybody was wearing what looked to the untrained eye, like hockey gear. They had the helmet, they had the pads, and even had jerseys, and they all had sort of generic numbers and names, because Galactica was not like conventional sports. It was very open. It was very accepting of all people. And they also all carried foam swords. But not all just foam swords. They were also like staffs and things that you could hit each other with. And this sport had taken the country by storm. Everybody loved Galactica. It was a lot of fun. So as they progressed through the line, Phil continues rambling on, talking wildly about how he was going to win this time because he had lost last time. And he was going to be the sole survivor in this Galactica arena. Now, the rules of Galactica were relatively simple. You had your foam swords that had pressure sensors. Every time they hit a pad, they would create a strike. And your jersey would light up after three strikes. It would, your jersey had sensor lights and they would light up completely red and you'd be eliminated. So they had been watching, Phil and Freddy had been watching YouTube videos of Galactica and how people strategize and got better and so on and so on in this very Romanesque warrior style sport. So the line finally dies down. They're all inside and there are people in the sta- in the uh, the stands cheering and and screaming and they're very rowdy. I and assume including Jerry. They're not in Jerry is in the in the arena. Jerry, Freddy, and Phil are all competing in Galactica. I thought Jerry was the father. Jerry is the father. Oh. There are no age restrictions. <laughs> okay. This is all wide open. And they are ready to go. Jerry, unlike his nephew and his son, has a staff where those two have foam swords. And he's looking at it kind of curiously. You know, not much for combat, not much for sports. Jerry's sort of untrained but he much he much likes the feeling of the staff and he sees that how the pressure sensor works he understands it the kids have talked him through it take it now as jerry was fiddling with his staff looking around the arena he noticed right away one of the other parents who was also participating in the game with their kids it was jill now jill was a sort of a like a soccer mom but a galactica mom and by the way, I think the word is LARPing. LARPing. <laughs> uh, 
he thought to himself, remembering that that was what it technically was called. Um, what are you looking for? Oh, he noticed Jill in the corner and he couldn't quite hear her, but he could see that she was very passionate talking to her uh, daughter, Kathleen, and giving some sort of pep talk. She always gave a pep talk before the LARPings at Galactica. And she noticed that Jill had, he noticed that Jill had some sort of new fancy weapon on her hands. They were, well, they had to have been, because these were, this was one of the few rules in the game. Thing, the weapons had to be foam. They couldn't be real weapons with their pressure sensors. And he looked at her hands and there were like spikes coming out, but they looked real. And he, he thought he saw one of the stadium lights glinting off the side of the metal but then he thought, no, that's not right. That that has to be foam. He looked at, he looked back to Phil, who was tugging on his shirt. Phil was a little nervous. Phil wasn't the best Galactica player. Uncle Jerry, do you think maybe we'll actually win this time? Yes, you can do anything you set your mind to, nephew Phil, he said. He looked over to Freddy, who was doing backflips and was clearly already prepared. Freddy was the competitive one, was his competitive son. Take it. Above the arena sat a uh, jumbotron, and it would show like some of the more fascinating aspects. Because in this arena, they were surrounded by cameras, and anybody could access these uh, forums online. Anybody could ask access these videos. So, as the they're all standing there, they watch as the the timer goes down on the jumbotron above. Five, four, three. Two, one, and everybody rushes from the outsides into the center as they collide in this crazy battle of LARPing, and they're swinging and whacking, and Jerry, not one for combat usually, is sort of maneuvering slowly through, trying not to get into the middle of it. Meanwhile, he's trying to keep his eye on Freddy and Phil so that they don't get pummeled. It does not take long before Freddy, the more vigorous of the two, starts getting hit. And he's relatively good. Freddy backflips out of the way of a couple of swings, hits somebody, and their light goes off for a second, and then continues. And like like baseball, three strikes, you're out. You get hit three times, and you have to leave the arena. And it is really about who survives the longest. And as the game is progressing, Phil, not Phil, uh, Jerry, is under attack. He's getting attacked by an overweight man who's sweating profusely and swinging wildly at him one swipe after another with these foam swords. And every couple of seconds, Jerry's dodging and ducking and moving and uh, and he gets one good wild swipe and hits the jersey and it blinks. And he's like, yes, I got a hit. And he continues, bam, bam, bam. Meanwhile, in the corner of his eye, he sees Phil sneaking up to the right and he sees... Freddy sneaking up to the left, and simultaneously, Freddy and Phil whack the man, get earning the other two strikes, and he is out. Take it. The man storms off, stomping through the dirt, because they were playing on a dirt arena, and complaining, Oh, it's no fair, I always lose this early. Ah, rah, rah. He walks off to the bleachers. Jerry, who's been watching this, is suddenly thwapped on the side of the face by a large, large, large foam um, spear. <laughs> he, he falls to the ground, and he gets back up, 
and the light from one of the lights in the stadium is blocked out suddenly, and he sees a silhouette of a person, and he realizes right away that it's Jill. Jill reaches down, and he he puts his hand out, and, and Jill pulls him to the ground. And suddenly he feels like there's some there's a real sense of camaraderie here. Like, oh, it was just one hit. Maybe they're, we're friends now. And as he starts to look down and brush himself off and pick up his own foam weapon, Jill reaches one of her hands out, and one of the spikes from her hand pops out. And he, he can feel it coming. Foam hand spear to the gut. <laughs> Except as she swings into him, he notices the glint of the light on the metal again. And he just instinctively knows that this is a real weapon. And Jill is staring fiercely into his eyes. And he manages to jump to the side just in time, but not before a little bit of the metal thing. I know there's a name for this type of weapon. Gash Puts a gash in his side. He falls to the ground again. What the fuck, Jill? This time, it's on, motherfucker. <laughs> Dad! Freddy yells. Take it. Dad. Kathleen's got me trapped. Uh, Freddy shouts, and Jerry looks over to his right, and he sees that Kathleen is standing over his son, holding a sword. But this is no ordinary. This is no ordinary foam sword. This is the real deal. Oh crap! Suddenly, the feeling of this foam staff seems relatively inadequate compared to their real weapons. Jerry had gotten himself into a situation he did not expect, and thus he kicked Jill as hard as he could in the stomach, and she stumbled backwards, creating a coughing, retching sound, sounded sort of like bronchitis or pneumonia or something, and she gagged, and he ran over, and he didn't feel right hitting a little girl, so he sort of nudged her as hard as he could, like a football tackle almost, and she fell, dropping the weapon. And once the weapon skittered across the, the ground, he knew that it was real by the sound it made. And he grabbed Freddy and yanked him to his feet. And he said, we got to get out of here. We got to get out of here now. And he turned to run for the exit. And the people surrounding them were still blissfully unaware, swinging their foam swords and foam at, uh, staffs at each other while Jill came through the center, getting gaining traction, running right at them. And on her way, she even hit somebody and caused real damage. Like, they started bleeding and they fell over. Take it. Did I miss something? Did Phil die? No, Phil's alive. Um, the Freddy was on the ground and he just picked him up. Jerry ran now with Freddy in his arms. Freddy was crying. He'd never seen this side of Freddy. He was always so strong. And he tripped over somebody who was playing dead who had been hit with a foam sword. And he started to hear rustling in the bleachers. And he looked around and you saw that people were moving around fast. And he thought he heard screaming. And he knew that they must have seen on the monitors that this was real. Real shit was going down. And he could see that everybody was panicking all around him. Some people were, for some reason, jumping onto the field and running across screaming. Ah! And he ran to the closest bleacher and threw Freddy over the side, and then he turned around, and Jill w was nowhere in sight. And he saw that by now, the rest of the players had um, had known, had, had seen what was going on, and had started to react as well. And some of them were attempting to run, 
which he thought was useless because all of the doors were closed during the match so nobody could run away and quit. And then he realized, oh shit, I forgot about Phil. <laughs> he he tried to block out the glare from the uh, bleacher lights, which were excessively bright now. And he saw Phil um, scurrying a, a, along the ground under a stampede of people. And he saw Kathleen? He saw Kathleen walking ominously slowly behind him with her weapon, with her real weapon. And he started to run for Phil. Before he could reach Phil, Jill came out of nowhere and jumped in between them. I'm going to make you pay, Jerry, she said. I just keep thinking of um, Rick and Morty. (laughs) (laughs) So as he's standing there face to face with Jill, his nephew behind her, he heard something coming behind him. And he realized that Kathleen was right behind him. Her sword was no... Uh, her sword was raised. And immediately he had to spin around and block an attack from Kathleen. And his foam sword really did not work. Immediately it sliced through the top quarter of his staff. And again, he kicked... This time kicked Kathleen. Because now it was a fight for his life. And she fell. And he turned around, and Jill had come at him with the the slicing knuckles. And when she swung, he ducked. And luckily, she missed. He grabbed her foot and pulled, which tripped her. And then he started to run, and he scooped his nephew Phil up into his arms and raised him up and held him up, up towards the bleachers so that somebody there could grab him. And somebody luckily did and pulled him out of the arena. And when he turned around, he noticed that it was only the three of them left. It was only him, Jill, and Kathleen. And they were coming for him while everybody on the outside was watching. All right. This is like, okay. He shifted from one side to the other, looking for an out. There was nowhere to go. He was completely boxed in and blinded by the bleacher lights, stadium lights. He was genuinely afraid. (laughs) Sorry, that was awful. Never mind. Um, And he felt threatened. And it was then that he heard snapping. The entire audience was snapping. Like, he remembered back in college when he was a beat poet. And people would snap when they enjoyed his poem. And they were all happy with something. But they seemed to be staring at something. And he, he realized quickly that there was somebody coming down from the upper uh, box seats of the bleachers. And they're coming down almost on an escalator, slowly. And they had what looked like two bodyguards behind him. And then he recognized the face. It was the owner of the Galactica Federation. (laughs) And he came all the way down, and everybody was quiet now. And he tried to keep one eye on um, Kathleen and Jill, who were still approaching with menacing looks on their face and mm, take it. He pulled a microphone up to his mouth and he said, now, usually such acts would be against the rules, but under these circumstances, I think I'll encourage it. Now, whoever comes out of this alive wins $1 million. And with that, he sat down and all of the people who were shocked and terrified, sat down too. They had themselves a show. 
Now, Jerry thought it was unfair that he had a foam staff and they had real weapons. So somebody on the outsides tossed him a mace, a real mace. And he picked it up and he swung it around and he was like, all right, I guess this is how this is going to go. And through the corner of his eyes, he saw his son and his nephew staring at him, terrified. And he thought, wow, one million dollars would really set their lives straight. They would be okay. And he cracked his neck and he said, let's do this thing. And immediately the two women started running at him. Now, he thought that the million dollars might have convinced them to go turn on each other, but it did not. He realized that they were going to take him out first and then deal with each other after. So he had a disadvantage and Jerry swung his mace over his head like um. I don't know where that that analogy was going. Like a cowboy. He swung this mace. With a lasso. Yeah. Like a cowboy with a lasso. He swung it, swung it, swung it. And he brought the arc down low and caught Kathleen in the knee, just snapping her knee out from underneath her. And she fell. And he felt grateful for a second that she would be at least incapacitated, <laughs> incapacitated for at least a moment. So he stepped back, giving himself a rest and keeping his eye on Jill as she um, ascended upon him. Take it. Is that one of your words? <laughs> Surprisingly not. Um, I'm sorry. Where did you leave off? Uh, Jill's coming towards him. Okay. Kathleen's on the ground. Right. At the very last second, as Jill approached, Jill, she jumped exceedingly high and she started to come down on him with her sharp um, spear hands and just instinctively Jerry ducked and rolled underneath her. She landed where he had been and she turned but not quick enough as Freddie reached out from the bleachers and grabbed her head and snapped her neck. <laughs> His mouth dropped. Jerry's mouth. Freddy, you did it. And then he felt a stabbing pain in his ankle. And he looked down and Kathleen was looking at her with bloodshot eyes. And she was just stabbing his ankle over and over again. And he fell and she started to crawl towards him. And he started to back up. He couldn't walk anymore. And he saw Freddy looking like a wild animal jump over the bleacher stand and rip off one of uh, Jill's spear hand thingies. Actually, he ripped the whole hand off from the ankle, from the wrist, <laughs> from the ankle up. <laughs> he just dragged the body <laughs> from her arm ankle. <laughs> he's he's got her hand, and he comes up behind, and he just starts killing Kathleen. Jesus! A buzzer went off then, and um, Jerry looked up overhead and saw on the jumbotron a uh, video feed of. Freddy standing with the hand spear and him on the ground next to all the bodies. And then he saw in the audience the owner coming down further and stepping onto the field. Um, take it, because you do the voice better. Well, now... Yeah, you see? Yeah. <laughs> we, have, we have ourselves a winner. You see? And he pulls the briefcase out and pops it open. <laughs> Squid Games. And there's... <laughs> A million dollars, and Freddy drops the bloody um, 
brass knuckle things to the ground and Jerry who really can't stand <laughs> sort of shimmies towards it and takes the briefcase and the camera zooms in on their face and the audience goes nuts. Everybody's cheering and he holds the the briefcase in one hand and he lifts his son sort of in the air but sort of not in the air because he's not very he's not able to stand so he's laying on the ground lifting his son in the <laughs> yes. air holding a briefcase yes and he's holding them the best he can and everybody's cheering and that's it the end and as everyone starts to leave and jerry is smiling hugging freddie and they're all happy he feels a sharp stabbing pain in his back and then he turns around and he sees his nephew, nephew Phil. <laughs> this is my money now. <laughs> and he's got the voice of a full grown man. Yet. There you have it. All right. I just said I'm curious to know the specifics of, I don't know if we recorded beforehand, but Clarence said he had a dream. Yes. That uh, inspired the start of this, at least the start. I'm yes. sure you didn't dream the extent of that. No, story. it took some very wild turns. So what actually happened? I dreamt that uh, the listeners probably don't know what Colisee it is, but I mean, what arena it is, but here it's called the Colisee. I dreamt that we were doing LARPing. I forgot what it was in the moment, but we were... It, but it wasn't like old school LARPing like they show in, in the movies and stuff. It was like very modern. It was like you did have foam accessories, obviously, but the, the scanners and things was real. And it was a sort of high tech. So if you got hit, your your jersey would light up for a second and you had three hits. Like laser tag? Yeah, kind of. And the whole thing was filmed, and there was a jumbotron above it, and it got, like, very specific hits. You know, like, oh, this was a great hit from this team or whatever. And it was replayed over the jumbotron, and, and you could sort of link in to the whole thing. Anyway, I was in this arena with myself, my stepson Isaiah, and my nephew Benjamin, and they were excited to play this game that I had never heard of. And I had to make up a name in the because it didn't have a name. <laughs> and, yeah. Galactica. Yeah, so that, that was basically the dream. I thought, before I thought LARPing, I thought maybe you were talking about Rollerball. No. Remember that movie? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and then, <laughs> sort of like Role Models, that movie, where they... Yep, I thought of that too. Yeah, yep. it was, was sort of like that. That but, was a funny movie. But it was very high tech. It was sort of like a mixture of that and laser tag. Yeah, I'm also thinking of uh, the phone. I don't know if you were there at Brian's party with... Uh, I had the laser tag that you had attached to your phone. Mm, no. No. It doesn't ring any bells, no. It kind of sucked. It didn't yeah. work. The company like made it and then didn't sell anything. So they just gave up on the app, which you need to play the game. Mm. And then I got it on clearance and... It sucked. The rest is not very good history. <laughs> anyway, that's it. A new story. Yeah. Yeah. This has been the writer's block. Cool kids, remember to subscribe and tune in next week for the next episode of the writer's block, the coolest podcast of all time, time, time.